Good evening. Welcome to the PSI Monthly Teleseminar. My name is Kat, and I will be your host for this evening. And on behalf of PSI Seminars, welcome to the call. PSI has been offering personal growth seminars around the world for over 40 years, and each month on these calls, we explore tools and techniques from the PSI Basic Course as a free resource for you in your ongoing personal growth and self-improvement. For those of you who are new to PSI Seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI Basic Seminar or any of our advanced courses, you can go to psiseminars.com where you'll find information about all of our seminars as well as the dates and locations for upcoming classes. That's psiseminars.com. The topic for tonight's call is personal integrity. And first off, I would like to introduce your speaker for tonight. We have a very special guest with us this evening, Teresa Corbett. Teresa has been working with PSI Seminars for over 20 years. She trains trainers for the 90-Day Goal Achieving Program and is currently the Las Vegas Area Director. You'll also see her supporting classes in Orange County and Toronto. She's a fabulous woman who I'm honored to call my friend. Teresa, are you with us? Yes, I am, Kat. Thank you very much. I also would like to acknowledge everyone taking time out of your busy schedule to be on the call tonight. I'm excited to talk about the topic of personal integrity. I was seeing an article from Forbes magazine that was titled, Success Will Come and Go, But Integrity is Forever. Now, isn't that interesting? So let's begin with what is personal integrity. There are many definitions of personal integrity. However, for the purpose of this teleseminar, we're going to use the following definition. Personal integrity is the quality of being honest with yourself and others and living a life that is designed with your core values. So let me repeat that one more time because we're going to refer to this several times in the call this evening. Personal integrity is the quality of being honest with yourself and others and living a life that is aligned with your core values. In the PSI Basic Seminar, you have an opportunity to explore what your core values are. You get to discover your thinking feeling, and actions, and see if they are aligned with those values. In other words, are your thoughts, feelings, and actions in alignment with what you say you want or what you want to be? There may be people on this call that are just starting to explore what those values are for them. So let's explore for a few minutes. Here are some examples of core values so that you get a better understanding of what your core values are because your values may be slightly different from someone else's. So I'm going to give you some examples of words and then you can see what resonates with you. So we're going to start with dependable, reliable, loyal, committed, open-minded, consistent, honest, efficient, innovative, creative, humorous, fun-loving, 
adventurous, motivated, positive, optimistic, passionate, inspiring, respectful, courageous, loving. So what I'd like to do now is let's use passion as an, as an example. So if one of your core values is being passionate, are you living a life of passion? So just think about in your mind, what is passion to you? What is the picture that you see when you see someone who is passionate? So let's think about where in your life are you passionate? Are you passionate in your career? What does that look like currently, right now in your life? Are you passionate about your health? Are you passionate with your friends and family? Are you passionate with your significant other? Are you passionate about your personal growth? Are you passionate about having fun in your life? Are you passionate about your physical environment? If you're not passionate in one of these areas, do you see that you are out of alignment? And if you do not take personal inventory every so often, then being out of balance becomes the normal for you. Before long, without a tune-up, you could be paying some big prices in your life with your personal integrity, around your personal integrity. As an analogy, think about this. You just drove a very, and I mean very, expensive vehicle off the lot, and it's a brand new, shiny, great ride. And if you don't do any tune-ups to your expensive new vehicle, like balance the tires, change the oil, keep up the maintenance, is this car going to maintain its worth? Is it going to maintain its smooth ride? Probably not. So without tune-ups, pretty soon that smooth ride is going to feel a pretty bumpy possibly. So I want you to take a look in your life where you are no longer passionate. Because just like a tune-up, you can be in and out in no time in a car place to get your vehicle tuned up. So I want you to think about in your life, where are you no longer passionate and what small step could you take to get back in alignment? Maybe you're out of alignment in the area of personal growth. What could you do? You could attend a seminar like the basic to get a tune-up. If you're out of alignment in the area of your health, you could simply start a different eating or workout routine so that you are passionate about growing and learning. You're passionate about being a student. You're passionate about getting healthy. All of these small steps could get you back in alignment, just like a tune-up for a vehicle. The other thing that I would like for you to think about is what are the prices that other people are paying when you are not aligned with your core values? 
just think about and use passion as an example. If you say that passion is a core value of yours, then are you in personal integrity and aligned with your core values? So I want you to remember our definition of being honest with yourself and others and living a life that is aligned. Because the other thing is, is that there are prices being paid when you're out of alignment. Prices with your family, like we just discussed. Prices with your business. Maybe there's prices that your community is paying by you not being the best you. Maybe there's prices in the world by you not showing up as your bigger self, as your best self. Your values are what guide you through life. And your values, honestly, may change as you grow and adapt to new stages of life. Just know that this is all normal. So now we're going to talk about how about in the area of keeping your word to yourself and others. Are you a person that is known for whatever comes out of your mouth is a done deal? Like if you say it, people know it's going to happen, whatever it is. Because in the book, The Four Agreements by Don Miguel Ruiz, the first agreement is be impeccable with your word. I believe that that is a big, big, big reputation to live up to each and every day. He goes on to explain in his book, speak with integrity. Say what you mean and mean what you say. So how many times do you find yourself saying something that you do not really mean? Maybe it's daily. Maybe it's weekly. Maybe you don't even know that. You don't even have that awareness. Well, in the basic seminar, we work with a thought process around the three R's. This is a tool from the basic seminar. So if you say something that you don't really mean, you could actually feel resentment. And if you don't speak your truth, then you may begin to feel resistance. And then you may begin to avoid the person or the situation. If you do not communicate your upset, you will move into what we call the third R, revenge. And the, and the truth is, is that you are the person who really pays the biggest price because the cost is your dreams. There's so much more involved in the three R process. So let me just say that attending the basic seminar, re-auditing the basic seminar will give you some more clarity with this tool. However, I do know that there is a practical solution that is practiced in one of our seminars, which is communicate upsets responsibly to the person with whom you have the upset and do this within 24 hours. So just think about that. If you have an upset with someone, like you say something you don't really mean and you wish you could take it back, or you have an upset with someone where they said or did something, then what you can do 
to get back in integrity is you can actually communicate that upset responsibly to that person. Not make it about what they did or didn't do. Make it about you're personally responsible for being upset. And that you get to do that in a responsible manner and within 24 hours. Because if you really take on this practice, this tool, it will save you time and energy and quite possibly the relationship itself. Because sometimes it's just a misunderstanding that can be resolved quickly once both parties have had an opportunity to hear each other. This is integrity, being honest with yourself and others and communicating clearly and immediately. How many times do we let things fester? How many times do we let things go? And then when it comes back around, you start counting how many times this has happened. So moving forward, let's discuss being honest with yourself and others. Wow, many people, for many, many, many people, this is very difficult to do. For some, it's very easy to be honest with ourselves. However, it's not easy to be honest with other people. And for some people, it's the other way around, that you can actually be honest with others and not be honest with yourself. So are you following through with your agreements to yourself and others? So just think about that for a minute. Are you following through with, with your agreements to yourself and others? Because it could be really simple things. There's so many simple things in a day that we make agreements about, and do we even know that we're making the agreement? Something as simple as, I'll call you back within 24 hours. Maybe in your professional life, you've got to get an answer to someone. I'll call you back in 24 hours. Or, I promise I'll get that email out to you today. And maybe the agreements are something like you've scheduled a meeting and you scheduled the meeting and you're late. The meeting was on your time. And sometimes you're even late to your own meetings. Maybe you have an agreement with yourself to eat salad versus french fries. You have an agreement with yourself to call your mom and dad weekly to check in with your parents, to check in with someone who's a mentor to you that's really made a difference in your life. However, something happens and time slips by. You have an agreement to do something for a friend. So let's take for an example an area in your life where you have an incomplete project. Maybe it's something that's been lingering for a while. So I want you to really examine why is it that that project is not completed? So really be brutally honest with yourself. Why did you not complete that project? Because at some moment in time, that project, whatever it is, whether it is 
a work project, whether it's something to do with a project around your home, whether it's something that you promised your significant other, your kids, your best friend that you would complete. Maybe it's a promise to yourself, like you'll complete your book finally. So tell yourself the truth. No more excuses. No more excuses. Really examine your life and get clear and brutally honest with why some things are incomplete. And if you were to remove all the excuses, what would be different in your life? What would be different in your life as a result of really completing that project? How would you feel about yourself if you completed the book? How would you feel about yourself if you had a project that was a couple of years old that your relationship, your spouse, your kids, your best friend thought you would never complete and you actually did it? Well, I'm going to I'm going to suggest that your self-esteem is affected by the way you do or do not keep your word. The more that you keep your word, the more self-esteem or self-estimate of yourself you have, which actually leads to more confidence. So you might start doing more things if you have more confidence. So this is a practice for you to take a look at areas in your life where you have unfinished business. And if you were to finish that business, would you have more confidence? Would you have more self-esteem? Would you be willing, willing to go out there and risk more and do something bigger next time? So if building, trusting, and healthy relationships are important to you, practice keeping your word. Because a lot of us, most of us, if not all of us, really want trusting, healthy relationships in our lives. Yet, we don't practice keeping our word. And if you find yourself breaking your word... It may be because you're making too many agreements with others. It could, be it could be time to give your word less often. Think about that. Maybe it's time to give your word less often so that you keep your word more often. An example could be something like you've had a really tough weak with work or the kids, and you're just really feeling exhausted. And instead of committing to doing something else, maybe you just simply say, I'm not able to commit at this time. Because your friends, your family will appreciate your honesty and respect the, the fact that you are speaking your truth in that moment. So how many times would that serve you in your life? Just to really say, I'm not able to commit to that at this time. What would be different if you were able to say no more often? 
And another area to look at is if you're afraid to be honest with the people in your life. How many of you out there are afraid to be honest with the people in your life? It might be time for you to examine the relationships that you have. Why are you not able to be honest with them? Why? What, what is it about them or about you that you are not able to be honest with them? And then I want you to ask yourself this question. Do you really want to spend time with people who you have to make up reasons, stories, and excuses, which are really lies? At some level, you're not telling the truth to them. You're not telling the truth to yourself. So be honest with the people in your life. And if you're not able to be honest with certain people in your life, it might be time to do some house cleaning when it comes to your relationships. Maybe it's time to be moving on from someone because they no longer fit in your life. And if they no longer fit in your life, they may not fit in your life for lots of different reasons. You have different thinking. You're moving in different directions so that you can make room for something new. Because life is ever-evolving and changing. And sometimes we have to do a little bit of house cleaning in our relationships. We have to do a little bit of house cleaning in our thought process. We have to give ourselves tune-ups. So now, let's examine living a life of purpose. What is your vision for your life? We have the opportunity to choose the kind of life we want for ourselves. Remember going back to the definition. Let's let's stay back in the definition. So I want to be able to read it to you again. Personal integrity is the quality of being honest with yourself and others and living a life that is aligned with your core values. So what kind of life are you living? What kind of life do you want for yourself? Because you have choices in that life. What is your vision? Do you even have a personal mission statement? Because a personal mission statement can bring you back on point if you're ever feeling lost. That mission statement will ground you, will get you back on track. A good way to ensure that you are living a life of integrity is to lay out a roadmap for yourself. Take inventory of where you are in your life and consider where you want to be in the future in terms of your personal integrity. Do you have a moral compass that guides you? Are you clear about your core values? 
I suggest that you make a list of them. And then once you have that list, take a moment each day to ask yourself if you're acting in a way that supports you to live a life of purpose. Do you have clear written goals that support your core values? Do you show compassion to others? Do you give unconditionally? And by unconditionally, I mean without the expectation of anything in return. Are you about a cause greater than yourself? Do you think globally and act locally? What do you take a stand for? Do you do more than is expected? Do you ask for support and be in alignment with what you say you want? Meaning, do you allow someone else to hold you accountable, to keep you in check, so to speak? Do you hold yourself accountable? To live a life of integrity will require you to be outward focused. And speaking of focus, are you focusing on what matters in the big picture? Or are you getting caught up in the small stuff? Are you focusing on the bigger picture or are you getting caught up in the small stuff? Because a recent quote from Sci Seminars, Your Inside of the Day, which is a daily quote that you can think about and it's like an insight, this particular quote I think is very appropriate. You've got to think about big things while you're doing small things so that all the small things go in the right direction. So think about that. You've got to think about big things while you're doing small things so that all the small things go in the right direction. I think that is very appropriate to taking steps towards your personal integrity. So now... I think it's time for you to discover your level of integrity. I'm going to ask you to answer the following questions. And for those of you who have something to write with, you might want to take a moment to write these down. Are you willing to be honest in your communication? And when I mean willing to be honest in your communication, it's all communication with everybody in all areas and walks of your life. The next one is, are you willing to risk being wrong or looking bad? Are you willing to risk being wrong or looking bad? 
Are you leading by example? Because we're leading all the time in our lives. It's like, where are we leading ourselves and other people? So are you leading by example? And here is another biggie, in my opinion. Are you willing to take 100% responsibility for your actions, your results, your word? Are you willing to take 100% responsibility for your actions, your results, your word? And here's another one. Is the way you conduct yourself in your personal and professional life representative of your higher self? Are you willing to have someone that you care about do what you're doing? If not, then why are you doing it? Because if you don't want someone you care about to do what you're doing, then why are you doing it? So I've come up with a list of what I think are some good daily practices that will support you in creating strong personal integrity. They're just practices, meaning that we're all a work in progress. We're all on a journey. And if you really do want to create strong personal integrity, then these are some practices that could support you. So the first one is keep your agreements. It sounds really simple. However, before you make a commitment, stop and consider what you're committing to and whether you are 100% sure you will keep your word. Be honest with yourself. And then there's a second part to this, which is if you break an agreement, because we all break agreements, you've got to first acknowledge it, apologize, get back in agreement so that this will not happen again. Another practice. No is an acceptable response. When it comes to your personal integrity, no is an acceptable response. If you were to say yes to everything and everybody, you would pay the price with your integrity. However, there is a flip side. Not making any agreements is playing it safe and comfortable. There's no growth in playing it safe. Another practice. Notice where you react. Are you re always reacting to what is coming at you? Or are you setting your life up so that you can be proactive? 
So are you always just reacting like things are coming at you and you're just reacting, reacting, reacting? Or are you saying this is where I'm going and you're headed in a direction and you're clear on that direction? Another practice is practice communication. Ask others what they heard you say. It's really important to inspect what you expect to obtain the results that you desire and to make sure that there's no breakdown in communication. Practice your communication. And then another practice is to take a look at what habits and skills do you need to develop to enhance your integrity? You might need to start doing some things. Like you might need to start being more courageous in your life. And that, that would be you would have to start moving past your fears. Or you may need to stop doing some things like sugarcoating your responses. What habits or skills do you need to develop to enhance your integrity? You can take a look at that on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. And then what if, in all situations, you were the first to apologize? Leaders are the first to acknowledge their role in minimizing damage versus justifying their actions. How many times do you find yourself justifying your actions versus apologizing? so that you cause minimum damage. And lastly, and could be for some of you, most important, pay attention to whom you surround yourself with. It's very important for you to know that others are paying attention consciously or unconsciously, and they will judge you by the character of those you associate with. The integrity of the people around you is a reflection of your integrity. Like it or not, like it or not, it's true. So pay attention to whom you surround yourself with. So, Kat, I have a few final thoughts, and they're actually little quotes as I wrap this lesson, lesson up. So, one of them is, honesty is telling the truth to others. Integrity is telling myself the truth. Honesty is telling the truth to others. Integrity is telling myself the truth. Great men and women are not extraordinary people who do extraordinary things. They are ordinary people who do ordinary things with integrity. Great men and women are not extraordinary people who do extraordinary things. They are ordinary people who do ordinary things with integrity. 
And the last final thought quote is this. A person is not given integrity. It results from the relentless pursuit of honesty at all times. Being honest at all times. So, Kat, do you have any questions for me? We sure do. We have quite a few questions, actually. Uh, first off, I'm going to start with LS. And you just touched on this with one of the quotes there. Uh, the question is, what's the difference between just being honest and being a person of integrity? Well, I believe that um, honesty is really telling the truth to other people. And when you're dealing with integrity, you're really telling yourself the truth. It's really, it's really inward focused versus outward focused. Meaning integrity is about integrity with yourself. Honesty is about telling the truth to other people. Great. We also have a couple of questions about um, teaching integrity. So uh, how would you start to teach what integrity means to your children? And how do you explain integrity to a teenager? Um, aside from just being the example, of course, how can you teach it? Well, I think some of these uh, daily practices that we talked about would be a good way to start teaching it. Because if you, um, if you take a look at some of the practices about starting with something as simple as asking your children, your teen, to keep their agreements, and then also working with the prices that they'll pay when they don't keep their agreements, because the price as a child might be you don't get an ice cream. Price as a teenager might be your cell phone is taken away from you. However, in the real world, once you become an adult, the prices may be much bigger. So just starting with something simple with keeping your agreements. Make sense? All right, and then next we have from CM, is there a distinction between doing the best we can and keeping our word to others versus doing what's best for ourselves? Well, I think that once you get clear about uh, what is best for you, then you might start getting clearer about what you do and don't agree to with others. And um, what's best for you might not be in alignment with what it is that they want. So sometimes you have to make distinctions between is that in alignment with where I'm headed or is that not in alignment with my core values? Okay. Uh, so next from Gigi, how can we distinguish integrity from pride? How do we discern if it's ego and we are just using integrity as an excuse? Well, pride is something that, in my opinion, is like boastful. Like if you're, if you're proud of yourself, I'm not saying that you don't stand up and be proud 
and shout from the rooftops when you accomplish something. However, personal integrity, and integrity is more of something that you stand on on an everyday basis, whereas sometimes our ego gets the best of us. However, we might be celebrating false wins when we're in ego versus when we're in uh, integrity, we're clear about where we're going, where we're headed, what we're thinking, our thoughts, feelings, and actions are in alignment. So you can make a distinction around pride and ego and, and personal integrity. Okay, next from CN, how do you get back on track when you find yourself straying from your personal integrity? I think that the the first thing that you want to do is you want to acknowledge yourself for even noticing that you got off track. Because sometimes we spend a lot of time and energy beating ourselves up versus be excited, I guess would be a good word, about the fact that, wow, I notice I am totally off track. So now, once I have that awareness, then I can actually do something different. So I could develop a practice, a routine that I could do every day. Or for some people that are way off track, maybe they need to remind themselves hourly of what it is that they want to focus on today to get back in integrity. So I think that we all kind of fall by the wayside in certain areas of our personal integrity along the way when we face obstacles and challenges or we have so many wins under our belt that we think we're unstoppable. There's all these things that occur in life. Make sense? Yeah, so next from KR, what practices, habits, activities do you do to reflect on where you've been in or out of integrity in your life? Well, I take personal inventory. I guess that's the best way to put it, is I take a personal inventory of where am I at in some of those eight sections that I discussed earlier in the teaching. Like, I'm willing to give myself permission to take inventory of where am I at in my career when it comes to personal integrity. Where am I in my relationships with other people? It, where am I in fun, recreation? all those different areas of my life and health. I take personal inventory. And then if I don't like what I see, I have an opportunity to do something different. I get to take a step each day to get myself back in alignment. Next question. And next from SL, uh, the most difficult person to be in integrity with is myself. How do I do better at keeping promises I make to me? Well, maybe you just want to focus on what is one promise that you're going to keep today. Because some of us have so many things 
that we become what I call a spaghetti brain thinker because we have all these things that we're thinking about that we should do, could do, want to do versus what if you calm down. I'm not saying slow down in your life. I'm saying what if you calm down and just focused on one particular area that day and then give yourself credit for all of the times that you took a positive action in the right direction. Next from uh, DS wants to know, integrity is getting less and less with people. Should I call them out on this when I see it? Well, it depends on what your core values are. Because, see, if you have a core value of uh, honesty, telling the truth, you have core values, personal integrity around uh, people who are not of integrity, then you might have to be a leader of leaders and do something that's really uncomfortable, which is if you continue to act or be this way, I personally am not able to continue to associate with you. Because sometimes people might not realize, just sometimes we don't even realize we've fallen off the track. So maybe the first step is not so much about calling other people out as it is addressing yourself first, and then they might be more receptive to what it is that you're referring to. Because we can all reach out lend a hand to someone to support them in being bigger versus pointing out what it is that they are doing that's not working. Any other questions? Yes. So next from CF, how to distinguish honesty from excessive disclosure? Honesty from excessive disclosure. Well, I have always heard that there are some things that are left best unsaid as a saying. However, I'm not quite sure if uh, what you mean is something that someone should know in order to be in relationship with you or if you're talking about if you should tell every single thing about your life and bear your soul. I think that that there are some things that are left best unsaid, and I think that there are some things that are left best by leaving it in the past. So I don't know about excessive. I'm not quite sure on that. However, that would be the first thing that comes to my mind. Yes, and some th sometimes things are just TMI. So... Yes, too much information. <laughs> don't need to know, don't want to know, and then the thing is, is that you can also ask yourself, why do I feel the need to do this? There might be some learning in that, like questioning, why do you feel like that? Mm -hmm. Next from KM, what are some action steps on how to remain in integrity during a difficult situation or personal disagreement? I think the first step is to breathe. Take a breath, breathe before you even respond. 
because remember that you could say some things in the heat of the moment that you don't really mean. You could also ask for the situation to be stated again because maybe just with the one word emphasis being different, we do some tools and techniques in the in the PSI basic seminar that talks about that, that just the way that uh, a sentence is said and what words you emphasize could make the difference in how someone hears it. So I would say the first step is breathe and then regroup, restate it before you move forward. Because again, if you find yourself reacting, what are you reacting to? Because it might not have anything to do with that situation. Absolutely, that's great. Uh, next from CH, how do I determine my current values? As I grow, my values change. How often should I update my list of values? Well, we talked about that in the teaching. So I would say that that if you um, take the advice that I have in the teaching, which is to actually post your core values, maybe you take a look at what's important in your life right now. So I would say that that at least once a month you take a look at are you aligned with your core values and if you find that you're out of alignment maybe it's because something's changing in your life and that value is no longer as important because at our advanced class classes at um, high valley ranch we've had several speakers at some of our advanced classes one of them is called principia and this particular gentleman was doing a teaching around what is your highest priorities and what are your lowest priorities so when you are operating out of your lowest priorities you will actually be procrastinating about things when you're practicing with your high when you're living your highest values then you are actually being a certain way so you might want to take a look at what is important to you right now and and what is your highest values so maybe even taking a moment to rank your top 3 and then by ranking your top three, the others might not be as important. And whatever's going on in your life right now, you can actually focus on those top three to keep you straight and keep you aligned. Great. And, and what I mean by alignment, Kat, before you move on, to keep you aligned, like keeping your thoughts, feelings, and actions in, in alignment. Definitely. And we actually did a uh, whole teleseminar on values recently, and you can find that on our podcast uh, if you want oh, to awesome. give that a review. Yeah. yeah. Uh, next up from LG. I'm running a fast growing business in a new field and have an opportunity to make a big payoff for my employees and investors. However, it is a risky venture and very challenging. While I assure everyone it's going to be okay, I took on a huge task and now hold fear that I won't be able to keep my word. How do I balance integrity with risk-taking? Well, I believe that um, when you take a risk, 
you have to communicate this is a risk. You don't just decide this is a done deal because in life you never know the ups and downs and twists and turns. And when your employees are counting on you, you have to balance in your own mind what is the most important thing to happen day by day, moment by moment, and then you can only do the best job that you can do, and that keeps you in personal integrity. However, you, I believe that you would want to make a distinction between being honest with, is this a risk, or am I living in integrity? Because living in integrity would be acknowledging that it's risky, doing the best that you know how to do, and keep moving forward. Great. Next from JC wants to know how to rebuild one's integrity once it's lost. Well, I think that um, in this teaching and this lesson that we um, did earlier, there's lots and lots and lots of tools there. And again, don't overwhelm yourself. Take it one step at a time, one day at a time. Because you didn't lose your personal integrity necessarily overnight or with one act. It probably started slipping away over time. So give yourself the opportunity to build it back up day by day. Great. Next from CSC, um, they ask, what kinds of exercises, activities can we expect at the PSI Basic course? So um, for all the people that have not attended the classes, we have a few questions around this. If you could um, kind of speak to what the PSI courses are about and uh, especially the basic course for everyone who hasn't yet done the class. Oh, absolutely. I'd be happy to. So um, the basic is an educational course where you get to explore, question, and discover what's how to be more effective in your personal and professional life. So you have an opportunity to explore what is working and what is not working in your life so that you become more effective. The basic seminar is effectiveness training. The basic seminar is about taking whatever level of success that you are at right now to the next level. It is about exploring, questioning, and discovering why do you do the things that you do? Why do you not do some of the things that you know that you could be doing? So it's an exploration. And what makes the basic seminar such a great class is that it's not a class on lecturing. It's not where you enter a seminar room and you sit and take notes and you're being spoken to from the front of the room for, for 10 hours a day. In the basic seminar, we teach a tool, a technique, and then you have an opportunity to practice with that tool or technique in the seminar setting. Just like in life, you have interactions 
with small groups of people. You have interactions with big teams of people. Maybe the whole class will do an exercise together. So in the basic seminar, you really get to practice. So I always think of it as you walk into the basic seminar with a toolbox. And your toolbox has all these bright, shiny new tools in it that you're going to learn all about. And maybe some of those tools are communication. Maybe some of those tools are problem solving. Maybe some of those those tools are about creating liberty in your life. Maybe some of those tools are about how to manage stress better in your life. Whatever those tools are, they're just tools when they're in a, and when when they're in the toolbox. However, when you get out the tool and you start practicing with it, you practice with it yourself. How does this tool work in the form of an exercise? You practice with another partner in in using the tool and sharing the tool together. You practice with the tools with small group of five or six people. Or you might take the tool and go, how does this tool work with a big group of people? So the basic seminar is totally experiential. It is an opportunity for you to grow and expand. And people who take the basic seminar are successful people. Because successful people are always willing to educate themselves. They're always willing to take themselves on to the next level of success, the next step in their life. Maybe it's the next decision that they're making. And in the basic seminar, you have an opportunity to explore, question, and discover all of those things. It's basically effectiveness training. It takes you to the next level. Yeah, it definitely what sets PSI seminars apart is that it's this intensive, immersive, experiential training. So if you want to find out more about the basic, you can go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Uh, so that's all the time. We're coming up to the end of the call here. Teresa, if you have any uh, takeaway point to leave us with here at the end of the call, that would be great. Well, one of the things that I can say is that if you really do want to practice your personal integrity, one of the first places to do it is with keeping your word. The next the next thing that comes to my mind in uh, a practice is practice. Practice all areas of your life. Always be a student. Always be willing to get up to bat and practice. Practice with some of the tools that I talked about in the lesson. Be willing to practice. None of us have arrived. And then maybe the third takeaway is is taking a look at who are you associating with and are your thoughts, feelings, and actions in alignment with what it is that you're, curr that you're currently doing and you currently want to be. I think that those would be some of the takeaways, Kat. Perfect. This is a great call. Thank you so much, Teresa, for being with us and sharing your teaching with us tonight. And uh, thank you to everyone listening in. We hope that you enjoyed the call and have some new tools to move you forward in the pursuit of your dreams and goals. You definitely don't want to miss next month's call. The topic is win-win. It's scheduled for Tuesday, August 9th. You can register now at PSITeleseminars.com. 
And remember to ask your questions when you register. Again, that's PSITeleseminars.com. As many of you know, we post live updates during the call on our Facebook page, and we love having your input. Go to facebook.com forward slash PSI seminars and share your thoughts. What did you get out of the call and how are you going to implement this in your life? Again, for those of you who are new to PSI seminars and would like to find out more about the PSI basic seminar, go to PSIBasicSeminar.com. Thank you everyone for being on the call tonight. We appreciate you taking the time out to listen in. Have a great night. Thank you. Bye-bye.